double Elvis. Dear Young Rockers, I have some news if you haven't heard yet. Season 4 is going to be different. Mainly because you'll be hearing someone else's story. That someone is Nadia Marie. She's an Atlanta-based musician and photographer who, like me, started her creative life pretty young and came of age in the early 2000s. But our stories differ greatly. Although, as you know, I had my own wild ups and downs and breaks from music. Nadia had her life severely interrupted and her inner world completely reset when at 23, she was hit by a car while on her bike and as a result ended up with severe amnesia that no one was able to help her understand or guide her through. She found herself unable to remember much of who she was or what the people around her had meant to her. The instruments she'd loved playing were suddenly foreign, and even her musical taste was different. Invisible injuries and disabilities like major head traumas aren't fully understood by medicine, never mind the people around those who silently suffer with them. Nadia was told that she'd be fine so many times that she did her best to believe it and get back to the full life she'd led before the injury. In this season, you'll get to hear the flashbacks of her early life as she puts together the pieces of who she was and is, and some twists and turns as her 23-year-old self tries to navigate the world with a different brain. We've talked and talked and talked about her story, and I wanted to share some of a recent conversation we had about her own early days as a creative kid and her experience doing her own version of DYR. I hope you'll be interested by what you hear and tune in for season four. I started by asking Nadia about writing that inspired her. I've definitely been rereading Virgin Suicides um, while writing this podcast because I feel like while it's written by a man, it feels like childhood, like it feels like girlhood, um, even though it's through the perspective of these boys. And it feels really dreamy and kind of light and fun and dark and mysterious. And I feel like being a girl, that's what it felt like. It was like confusing and weird and scary and hard and delicate and beautiful. And so I definitely feel like I read that in my youth. And I also kind of feel like that is kind of what youth feels like. Um, so that was like a huge influence on how I went about writing this. Those magical moments are so important and it's good to remember living like that because as an adult, you're told that that's like stupid basically and like a waste of time, but it can kind of make life worth living. So it's good to like think about yourself as a character sometimes so I'm wondering if you feel like you have an answer for like why you wanted to do this project and kind of also what you're getting out of doing this writing. Actually, what got me into reading was 
these um, kind of memoirs and biographies about artists and musicians and sad girls. And I really loved reading these books about other people's lives. I think it made me feel less alone in the world. And I love that I get the opportunity to kind of be on the other side of that. And I get to kind of go back to being 13 and 12, like in this time in my life where um, I loved reading and I wanted to be a writer. And so I feel very privileged to tell my story. I hope it like connects like with people or like resonates with people. I think that's what memoir writing is about is to like feel less alone in the world and also feel like you um, can connect with other people. So I just hope that, I don't know, somebody feels connected to it in some way and can relate to the pretentiousness of youth. (laughs) And I wanted to like tell my story to kind of set things straight because I feel like I hear a lot of like things that people say about my life, stuff that has happened or hasn't. So I think like I really want to connect with people and also like I like to tell my side of my life. I think it's powerful. Yeah. Life stories are important to record. And I immediately when I started doing this realized you think you kind of have like your whole life in your head, but once you start to get it down, it's so much more complicated that memories come in these like weird chunks that are sometimes kind of wrong or like don't line up this way you thought they were going to, or you actually remember less about certain parts of your life than you thought. Um, it can be kind of like a blur. And so I think it's it's so important to get it down like in a sort of chronological format or just like sort of a a nice package for like later on or for other people. Um, And like as you write about in this season, like memories are precious and fragile and you never know what's going to happen to them. So it's really nice for for yourself and everyone else um, in your life and all the people who are going to be like, what that happened to you too? I thought I was the only one because that's like such a teenage thing is like no one's ever felt this way. No one's ever been through (laughs) this. And specifically, yeah, we all have stuff that no one else exactly has been through, but it's it's always surprising. Like, oh, a lot of us had the same feelings, even if we had like different brands of like, you know, unusual parenting styles or different brands of like crap we had to deal with. Like a lot of us dealt with it in the same way and had the same feelings. But I think we should get to the the fun part of remembering, the romantic part. So um, you have some like pretty incredible artifacts from back in your youth. Nadia, you recently sent me a lot of pictures from your youth. Yeah, there's like a million things in here I could ask about, but I think we have to bring our attention to the newspaper you wrote about yourself. And I will pref- I will let the audience know you did not just decide to write a newspaper about yourself. No. This was a thing for school to write a bunch, a whole like front page of of a fake newspaper, and all the articles about are about yourself. And you did very well of interviewing yourself. 
um, and reporting on what you found? Yeah. So I, I will reiterate, it, I was taking a journalism class. I wanted to be a writer when I was 13. And I took a journalism class and um, they made us as like an introduction to each other. I had to make this lovely newspaper. So it's like a, a small poster, not a giant poster board, but, you know, bigger than normal paper. And what is the title of the newspaper? Um, my last name, the Robinson Bulletin. Okay, great. And there's like a few, there's like four or five articles in there. They're gold. Yeah. Um, I started writing for Dear Young Rocker and then I found this and I was like, I already wrote. You didn't, you don't have to write anything else because it's all here. So do you want to read the article titles? (laughs) Yeah, I will. (laughs) Thank you. The beginning of the story how this came to be the ending (laughs) so the first article is the beginning the second article is the ending okay the ending it's just a new beginning so insightful yeah yeah um this one is called nothing like a song writing it off um and then for the picture there's some great pictures in here particularly the the can the fake candid picture which was actually a selfie yes i there was a time on the internet when we all had fake candid selfies i think i just dyed my hair black dyed black short bob almost pixie what shirt are you wearing this looks like a thrift store t-shirt with space on it cute yeah very indie um and i think that article might take the cake the one under that picture. Yeah. What, if you could please read us the title and a segment from that. Of course. Something to turn to. Mainstream is not my style. Through times that Nadia has felt sad, happy, and everything in between, she turns towards music for strength. The lyrics and songs could really help me and understand me more than some people could, Nadia comments. The style of music she likes varies. Bands such as Bell and Sebastian, The Blood Brothers, Rocket Summer, Death Cab for Cutie, and other Saddle Creek bands. A lot of songs like Family Tree by Bell and Sebastian, No Lies, Just Love by Bright Eyes, and Lack of Color by Death Cab for Cutie have really helped Nadia hold her head up. Music, to her, is a way of escape, and at the same time, a way to face certain things. That was beautiful. And I love I love the quote you got from yourself. Yeah. We had to quote ourselves. <laughs> they were like, talk about yourself in the third person. Before you ever even recorded covers or your own music or anything, you prepared to become a recording artist and you created proto-like concept CD cases. Yes. So in the third grade, I started making all these CDs in preparation for when... I could make an album 
And I started writing all these songs in my notebook and like making all the instruments in my head. And yeah, eventually I stopped because I was so defeated that I couldn't fill them with the CD because I was in third grade. There's a stack of four jewel cases in front of you. You just showed me and then you open one of them and there's no CD inside. But on the front cover, there's a homemade, incredible uh, image, uh, album artwork, right-hand side standard issue school picture with fake marble background, left-hand side Nintendo Power magazine cover with Pokemon and young Nadia shooting out of the picture. And the title written in pen, The Past. The Past. That is what this album will be called, is called. And then the back, um, colorful collage of different materials. And if you want to read the song titles that are written on the back. I'd love to. Song one, one step, then another. Two, overwashed. Three, bye. (laughs) Four, take it from the heart. Five, I am lost. (laughs) Six, my best friend. There's one you can tell I was like listening to No Doubt because the song is called Think You're All It, Wake Up. Number 12, Don't Leave Me. Number 13, Step It Up. Ooh, challenge accepted. Step It Up. So these were like early preparation before you had any instruments, any recording stuff, um, anything besides like a what you had, like some notebooks. scissors and glue and notebooks and yeah. a pen. Um, so then by the time you actually did get that first guitar, like so that was third grade. So it was like mm-hmm. fifth, sixth grade. When did you when did you get that first guitar? I was twelve, so seventh. Sixth, seventh grade. Okay. So you were just like ready to go. You had songs that had been, you know, bursting out of you and you just immediately went to town. You didn't have to sit there and be like, I don't know what I want to do. You were ready. So you sat down with this red cheapo guitar. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then describe the rest of the the recording process for me. Yeah, my guitar never worked. Um, The wiring just never worked. It was like some cheap $100 guitar. And so I would sit in my bathroom with the guitar and I stole a cassette player that my parents were using to record their divorce and then recorded these very sad songs in my bathroom with an electric guitar and no amp. So it's interesting to me that the third grade songs were very kind of sassy, mm-hmm. some of the titles. And then seventh grade, you were like into the, already into the like sad girl. Mm-hmm. Sounds like aesthetic. Yeah. With those very first songs. And then soon after technological upgrade. So I, um, about a year after getting my electric guitar, I upgraded to an acoustic guitar because I was like, I'm not dealing with this problem anymore of ampl- amplifying it. And then I begged my mom for a computer mic. Like it was just like a stick. And it was for like webcams. 
that you would also buy and like stick to your computer. And I would get these like $9 microphones in the grocery store, like beg my mom, like, please, 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 please. And then I think computers, we had this huge box of a computer and I think it had like almost like voice memo. Again, one track, Mm. not real equipment. And that was like the first recordings that I made digitally. And then you quick, like soon after that, you just threw them up on like MySpace or how did that evolve? I was trying to remember like the first website. I think it was Pure Volume. Is that? Mm, That was one of the early Mm, ones. Yeah. Pure Volume. And honestly, word of mouth from like online, I would just email the tracks. People you you also met online? I n- no, I had like um people that lived across the country that would want to hear my music based off of live journal, like just talking about my life. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, some people like I was in a lot of forums for like different bands I liked and I met people on there. Mm. But that's amazing you made musical connections through live journal. Yeah. Wow. I I feel like as a millennial now being older I'm like I don't know how I would do that like hit somebody up cuz yeah. like you comment you're like hey what's your aim? I think you maybe had your aim or something. <laughs> I don't know. Right. It was it was easier. Now there's like subfolders of like people you don't know that like DMs get sorted into and you never even yeah, see exactly. them even if you want to. Oh my god, those were the days. Like just make friends online, make music online, you know? Like the postal service was so cool that they like made an album online yeah. together. They like mailed they things to up. each other. Yeah. Um so yeah, you were just like really in it already as soon as you got that guitar. And then it was pretty quick after that you started performing, right? Yeah. Um 13 14, 13. And you were just like solo for a while or did you have friends you played with? I was solo and then eventually people would come play with me. And then also I did make albums at 13 and 14 with people who lived across the country in New York and we would like collaborate and send stuff back and forth. Um, And I think eventually he was like, you should download this free program. Like, what are you voice memo like what are you doing (laughs) um so shout out to joey (laughs) so you learned about like audacity or something (laughs) yeah it was something like very basic yeah Um, do you have any other artifacts like sitting around you that you wanted to bring up so when i was a kid i used to carry this little picture in my wallet it was in the third grade and I put my name and phone number and address on the back. And this is like a like a two inch by three inch photo. It's like a it's like a wallet wallet size little right. So all your info's on it for what purpose? Mm-hmm. I thought that one day I would meet somebody like me, and there would be like a soulmate connection, and they would understand all my weird little CDs. And all the sad songs I liked, my apples in the stereo and dressy Bessie CD. And I would give this to them and then we would be pen pals. 
So it's basically like your car or card, like business almost card. like business card with a headshot um, for potential best friend or soulmate. Mm-hmm. Soulmate best friend. Um, still looking, but still okay. You still have it, so that means it hasn't been given <laughs> yeah, out yet. It hasn't been given out. Yeah, I completely forgot about this, and then I found it, and I was like, oh my god, that's so sad. Um, my parents would also like drop me off kindergarten to like third grade. They would drop me off at these like 24-hour daycares that had arcades in them and TVs. And so I would be there till like four in the morning while they partied. And I thought maybe I'd also meet someone special. <laughs> Someone's a best friend whose parents also partied, but they like to read. At the kid club. <laughs> That's beautiful. So, yeah, we've looked at a lot of pictures of your younger self, a lot of artifacts you created, clothes. Mm-hmm. So maybe that that third grade one's a little young, but if you kind of think of like the sixth, seventh grade, eighth grade, I don't know, you, mm-hmm. and you kind of like conjure this child up in front of you, what do you think you'd want to say to her like calm down it's okay it's gonna be okay sit with your emotions but don't sit sit with them don't sit in them people who feel far away now won't always be far away and the world around you also feels small And, like, the future feels far away. The things that you really want feel far away. But you'll eventually get them. Do you think she'd believe you? Yes. I think that's the worst part about being young. Is, like, knowing things are just, like, almost... You're almost able to touch it. And get it. And have it. Things that you love and want but you're too young to have it. Yeah. Might not even think you're supposed to want it. I don't know. Or be sad to not have it. Yeah. Sometimes I like look back. I hated youth. I like, I was just like, I hate this. Like, I don't like being silly. I don't like playing games. I don't like team sports. I just want to read and make music. And, uh, you know, as an adult, you can do whatever you want. (laughs) It gets better, kids. It gets better. Yeah. Don't don't even worry about it. Yeah. I definitely feel very privileged to, like, reconnect with my sad, lonely childhood self from doing this podcast. It's been kind of nice. So don't want to talk too much about what happens in the season you'll have to tune in to find out people but what else besides this project is going on in your life do you have any music or other projects you want to point people toward or yeah so i'm gonna be starting back to play shows in the fall doing some live streams and i have i just had an album come out and there's going to be a photo book with pressings of the album that go with the album. 
So a photo book, album, more shows. And what's the best place for people to check out your album? Um, I think it's it's everywhere. Can I buy it from you on Bandcamp so that you get the most money? <laughs> oh, yes. Um, <laughs> feel free to just Venmo me. <laughs> yeah, I have a Bandcamp. Um, I have a Venmo and I have an Instagram. So Okay, what's your Instagram account? Nadia Marie Forever. Um, thank you for having me and thank you for giving me this amazing opportunity. It's very appreciated and I'm really looking forward to all of it. Thank you. I can't wait to uh, hear your story and share it with everybody. Thanks. See you later. See you later. We've got 12 episodes coming this season. Check back every Wednesday for new episodes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. If you want to share your own Young Rocker experience, you can follow me on Instagram at Nadia Marie Forever. You can also follow us at Dear Young Rocker and at Double Elvis on Instagram. This season of Dear Young Rocker is written and hosted by me, Nadia Marie. Dear Young Rocker was created by and is executive produced by Chelsea Erson. The show is executive produced by Jake Brennan, Brady Sadler, and Carly Carioli for Double Office. Script editing on this episode by Chelsea Erson and James Sullivan. Production by Sean Cahalan and Leah Tatoris. Music for this episode was composed and performed by me, Nadia Marie. You can check out my music, Nadia Marie, on all streaming platforms. Thanks. We'll see you next week.